0: The first time I ever heard of your work and actually started reading it a lot was because I was trying to work through a project that I want to share with you and oh, then, okay. then then arrive at the conversation from there. We were invited to the um, maybe a year or two years ago to an arts organization in the Netherlands to bring some work or make some work in their gallery. And so as a... Team, we were really thinking about what is it that we would like to do because we really really had an outing right we've really just worked within the museum and thought of that as the space where we are doing what we are doing and continues to be like that uh so you said okay we have to take some kind of a method to this gallery so in our conversations back and forth with this um, that organization we realized that there was um, there was something else at play also our, um, the fact that we are based in the majority world and are now going to this organization um, so that they can learn from us so that they can look at us, do our art practice like, so there were all these kind of uh, underpinnings of that so we said okay, let's what what is implicit let's make it explicit and let's take an elephant oh, no. <laughs> so uh, let's take an elephant from Ahmedabad to the Netherlands and uh, that's really what we want to do as our art project um, and because they had also said that you know we really want to witness how younger organizations around the world are making arts we were like okay maybe they'll probably just want to witness this and we were very clear that we're not sure whether the elephant is going to reach there or not at all but maybe the exhibition will end up being the bureaucracy that went into taking this elephant there. Um, and that's really when I came across your work. And how did First, you work? because I was I had already met Karen then okay. and I had told her that we are trying to take this elephant right. okay. to the Netherlands. And she said you have to look at Radhika's work.
1: Okay. So I was like, oh
0: <laughs> so that's how I, I stumbled upon your work and it was a great companion <laughs>
2: through thinking
0: <laughs> about that project. Um, so I know where I got the elephant from. Where did you get to the elephant from?
1: Hmm. I think I came across something about him. I'm not sure where. Like written something, you know, like some little stray mention of him, and it made me. And at that point, I, you know, read a little bit, whatever the context was, and I thought I would write a little. I, I've thought of it, and therefore thought I might write a little tongue-in-cheek piece called "An Indian in Germany." You know, mm-hmm. like I—I I had a sort of—I was like, "Here's this strange, you know, here's a strange creature in another, another place." And I thought, "Here's another Indian." I, I might have read it while I was in maybe I came across it in Germany. I can't remember. But so I, it was—it was a kind. It started incipiently as a as a kind of migration displacement story mm. um, and I think and that's where it just stuck I mean it didn't now it's gone in many directions but um, mm. I think that's that's maybe the little inkling and I forgot all about the migration oh I remember the Indian in Germany quite mm. well but mm. uh, but I forgot all of that until much later when it returned in a different way I mean, I've gone down many other mm. roads about what it is mm. and it's become other things have become kind of important. Mm. Uh, yeah. So where did it go? In what directions did it go? So, I mean, you know a little bit about the mm. elephant, but it's so it has two. It has two or three, maybe a total of like four lines mm. in the Royal Frankish Annals. Mm. One about its arrival, mm. and then you know nine years later, uh, an account of its death. Mm. So I thought, wow. For an animal to have an obituary means it's, it's got a kind of place in history, mm-hmm. right? So then it made me, you know, start thinking, who is who is this elephant? How, mm-hmm. how is this creature? How does this creature get a, an obituary? Mm-hmm. Who, can he, who can he be? And I'm saying he, because the name ostensibly mm-hmm. is male, but, you know, we don't really know. I mean, we don't. But anyway, who can he be? And then it, it made me start doing the kind of research mm. about who he could be and, and think that one of the very obvious sort of trains that you have to take him back to is likely to be Asia, is likely to be India, it's not in mm. Asia, it's likely to be India. There's, it's less of a chance that he was an African elephant, mm. so it's a high degree of probability that mm. he was an Asian elephant and that he, you know, he came from India, but mm. owing to all the connections between Baghdad and, yeah. at the time and then I was also interested in the fact that there is there has to be a Mahut who has mm-hmm. disappeared from this story yeah. uh, and people often talk about that there's a Jewish man who appears in the histories who is not talked about and is very little mentioned and that's definitely an absence but I was like Mahut is completely so I was also interested in the fact that in a a strange way the elephant is hyper visible and the human is disappeared Mm. but the presence of the elephant tells us that the human must be there Mm. so it's it's was to me a sort of a moment of a slightly different inversion in how we normally see the world which is the human stands in front of everything else Mm. and the non-human world Mm. is absented Mm. and you don't acknowledge Mm. Um,
0: labor, you know, labor, et cetera. Like, you don't mm-hmm.
1: acknowledge many forms of human labor, yeah. but you definitely do not acknowledge forms of animal uh, yeah. participation. But here was this case where I thought, oh, the elephant, for completely different reasons, becomes hypervisible, becomes the elephant yeah. in the room that mm-hmm. you're talking yeah. about. Um, and the human... So, it, I wanted to... All right, I'm, it's not done, so not in the <laughs> process. I want to excavate in part... Um, A place where human and animal have a kind of intimacy, where Mm -hmm. there is a, it's not that it's not reconciled, it's not always sweet, and Mm -hmm. it's not, um, it's not untroubled, Mm -hmm. but it is, it is close. Mm -hmm. And um, so intimacy, not, intimacy in that way, just a closeness and a proximity and so on. And you know, more related to to sort of some of the ideas you're dealing with in Conflictorium. So my early kind of work was post-riot mm. in in, in mm. Bombay. Um, mm. I'm interested in the same sort mm. of idea, like what does it mean to be intimate in one's violence, right? Mm. To, to For violence to spring in places where people have lived cheek by jowl, right? Mm. People have lived right next to each other. So in some ways, so... I am interested in the, in the kind of human non-human where on the one hand you could be helping, sharing, nurturing, caring, mm-hmm. all of which comes from proximity. Mm-hmm. but it's also exactly that that seems to allow one to turn to a kind of a depravity that you yeah. know, a depraved response yeah. to um, neighbors, people. Mm-hmm however you can I don't even know if these, these are right categories mm. but you know people who, to whom you are very close yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm interested in that space where intimacy and uh, cruel, cruelty or indifference maybe intimacy and indifference maybe mm. more than cruelty cruelty seems quite developed uh, thing, mm. but indifference mm. which can lead one to very neglectful mm. um, uncaring actions, mm-hmm. I think that, you know, so I think they exist in, in both, much of my work now is much more thinking about the non-human world, but, mm-hmm. but I think they come from a similar mm-hmm. place.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think what you're saying immediately strikes a chord also from um, knowing a particular case closely and maybe it is an important case for India, it's the Bill Kisbano case. Um, to think of it that it was the first case of sexual violence during a riot uh, or a communal, within a communal violence setup that was tried. And we know that it's true over and over again, but it took that long for it to go on trial. But what I'm thinking of right now is that. Bilkis remembers in her testimonies one after the other all the people who raped her, and in all her testimonies she speaks of them in relation. So she kept, she calls out as X kaka, mm-hmm. Y bhai, wow. yes, yes, Z fua. So she is naming an intimacy, and then she is. Placing this kind of gory violence right next to uh, something like that, right? and uh, the tendency to think of violence as only mm-hmm. emanating from another, from a distant mm-hmm. other, or or from difference, which is which has no real connection, um, but actually it just sits next door
1: mm-hmm.
0: in the neighborhood.
1: And sometimes I feel like it. Like that's, I mean, people say this obviously about domestic yeah. violence and family, you know, yeah. sexual violence in the family and so on. But in fact, it is that that allows the, it is the, I don't know, the kakanas, sort of yeah. You know, it's yeah, that which allows a particular virulence yeah. in it. Um, yeah. it's, it's like knowing the the sites of particular sensitivity, which hitherto didn't matter. So, like, what? So that is also, a, a, you know, you've probably thought about it quite a bit, right? Like, what is it that shifts it and shifts it back? Mm-hmm. Um, so violence is both sort of acute, consistent, yeah. um, but also sometimes withdrawal, yeah. you know, and, and yeah. this completely different kind, yeah. of, kind of exchange.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I... I I feel like I remain a student of violence, primarily, to to understand it and how it does what it does, and um, and my my sort of field remains Gujarat and how I how I can navigate, and it's strange because we don't talk about that violence easily right we know that about shared violences that people don't remember or don't talk about it and particularly in Gujarat, we're really good at silences or building cultures of silence that pretend like everything is long gone but i'm um i'm quite curious about how how they coexist you know how this withdrawal and replacing that withdrawal f- with lots of language of care and uh, is replaced very easily. So it's, uh, it's wrapped. It's not like just easy withdrawal that it's, okay, now in violence in absentia. But it's like uh, actually taking the root of saying, oh, no, we are friends. Oh, no, we, you know, we, we're, there's never been anything wrong with us. In these kind mm-hmm. like phrasing it, in the classic Nehruvian uh, kind of, or even just post-independent posters of unity and diversity. You know, it's cloaked still, often you encounter that, but the ability to believe that has kind of come down drastically. So in,
1: in your conversations in the conflictorium, do people talk in those ways, or do, do they mm-hmm. talk about those, that kind of moment where something, I thought of it a bit like, no structural conditions have changed, but you're on one side or you're on the other side, but nothing, or sensibly nothing external has shifted.
0: Um, yes, but what the, the, because of the set of triggers that are there at the conflictorium, yeah. there is the only place to talk about any of this is through through the eye, through the self saying, what is it that is happening to me and what is it that's happening in my family and, 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 and then the stories are infinite of um, it's been normalized in my family that you know and, and these are not new things uh, that I mean like new phrases at all like, oh yeah, we, we, we don't mind anybody just that don't marry. Don't marry a Muslim and bring them home, you know, so, uh, and this is cloaked as the modern progressive position, like, oh, we are very open, but roti beti ne, so, uh, I guess, uh, I feel like lots of people are just, nobody knows what to do, we are in a crisis situation, we are also in a crisis, like it's a crisis of imagination. Um, even if one figures out as an individual or uh, uh, saying, no, this is wrong, something is off, I don't feel good about it. Uh, you still don't have the means to place it in language, to place it in everyday experience and how you may navigate the city. So, for example, for someone like me who keeps dealing with the problem of where, I'm, where I live, you know, in the city, because where I live is an automatic marker of what my caste, class, religious positions would be. And Ahmedabad is so deeply segregated in that sense. You can literally just, mm. I can look at an address and tell. Mm. Um, now, can I do something about it if I wanted to? Can I Can I go live somewhere else too? It's very difficult to make it happen. Um, uh, so, so it's also like imaginations are totally fractured. On, it's not enough to acknowledge and recognize that this is a kind of violence. If you do, you don't have out on it.
1: Yeah, yeah I think that because you know what you were saying earlier about the other option being a kind of a movie movie, you know. So because I think that's another side of. I mean, that is I think I guess what you're pointing to, right? A failure of offering an imaginative alternative. And, and I think those, those of us, those who might say, oh, you know, secular India, you have hopes of those kinds of things, mm-hmm. firmly believe them. You yeah. know, I mean, believe them in, let, let's even assume in yeah. genuinely sincere and sustained and mm-hmm. consistent ways. But what you want to say is, how come you don't share that? And so what is it that allows something to spark beyond... Yeah. Um, One, one group, and I've often thought about like what is it, and obviously education is part of it, and that first place of conceiving Mm. of a context that is somehow larger and more different, and that's and that's powerful. Um, Like I, I realized only when I left and lived outside Mm. India, and at some point looked at a map Mm. that the maps that I grew up with routinely geography, and you know probably Indians still do does not look like that. Like, her head is cut yeah. off, right? right. And, and you, but you grow up, and she's got a full head. Um, and so there's no line of control, yeah. And, yeah. and there's none of, none of that. And it, it's very hard for me, you know, I was like, I can't really see. Yeah. And, and so you realize that's a, that's a, you know, that's a powerful visualization, yeah. and, it's, and it doesn't, and so that's definitely, and I think certainly people do a good job of trying to dismantle, that space Um, and so that would be a a place to infiltrate Mm. Uh, but aside from that Mm. um, like what is the work of other makers doers thinkers writers
0: yeah yeah I mean I often I I often think of you know then what is the public in that case and I know your work also has revolved around thinking through that and um, um it somehow doesn't feel adequate to say counter public Mm. it is somehow feels so empty now and then add to that mix the question of art in public space (laughs) I don't know I don't know how Mm. to reconcile those Mm. Mm. anymore
1: you don't think of yours as to some degree a kind of public, maybe public education project. Do you think of a like that? Is that how, I mean, is I think it's a.
0: There's a tension there yeah. constantly. So of course, there. I think uh, the instinct came from wanting to just open up that beautiful building because the building came first, and yeah. uh, to say this needs to be a public building, yeah. uh, just because it's so stunning. We don't know what we do here, but more people need it just saying, okay, but who is this public, and is this public really a public? Is it an adequate public? All these kinds of things, uh, and of course, there are modes of meaning. Uh, just in the, just in its medium, there is some amount of exclusion built in mm. to the medium itself, and one tries as actively as possible to nip at those corners that that make it an exclusionary. Space and mm-hmm. every day you discover saying, Oh my god, we didn't realize even this. Uh, so, from um, uh, un- uh, doing away with wooden doors and putting glass doors, doing away with curtains, doing away with security guards, doing away with gates. So, you keep mm-hmm. doing away with things, with languages, with mm-hmm. but keep discovering there are more that are just inbuilt into and. Project that's trying to engage with publics, that that there's so much exclusion is built in. Building. So it's uh, there is some tension.
1: And also, I think that it's there was two things. But one is more related to your talking talking about. So one thing I found working in, in sort of cities like mm-hmm. you know working in Andhra or working in New York -Mm-hmm. is that the you can do things and they never satisfy the enormity of the city, right? So you're always trying to figure out um, how to do something that's appropriate to the I don't know, to the quietness, emptiness, the uh, smallness. But the smallness not in the sense of tiny, but modesty of the effort and to hold true to, to those things. And to deal with the, with the fact that the rough and tumble and scale and enormity and, and energy of the place, both ignores, which is maybe more more um, expected, but more can just embrace it as like part of. I mean, so certainly working in New York and you know even outside on the street, like true public in the sense of you know external, mm-hmm. people will look casually and just. And we'll just say "Art project," or "Oh so, oh, people are very fine," and just move on and you, and you realize that it's, you know it, it's got the capacity to in a sense, uh, appropriate quirkiness, difference, etc, and just move on. so what is then you're wondering like, what is it that's going to what impact does that does that have and for mm-hmm. whom? Um, is it adequate? That's for two. Like, how are we supposed to measure these yeah. things? Is it adequate for two mm. people? Is the exchange that's taking place sufficient? Um, how does one understand what is what is going on? So that you know, that's one thing that strikes me as, as complicated complicated. Um, in in working in, in places which are already full of all kinds of other things. Yeah. And then people will often say, well, is, it, is that part of your project? And it isn't, but it's, I was like, why shouldn't it be? Because it looks, it also seems like a good, a yeah. good effort. Yeah. Um, the other thing, which is kind of what I was going to bring in terms of the... So, you'd asked us to bring an, bring an object. Um, and I was thinking hard, you know, what is the, what, what kind of an, an you know, what does one bring and what is one thinking about. And this, this is something that I create frequently and every once in a while to, uh, to play with my cat. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am... Int- yeah. The cat has received other toys and so on, but the cat, this is, what, this is one of the things the cat likes um she will she will he will they will you know set this up when they mm-hmm. find it on their own mm-hmm. they will uh, bring it out and get me to play and you know i i may make the first one but it, you know then it's then it exists as an object in the house to to play with and i'm interested in it because it's a kind of a translation object that is We both, we have both understood that if you do that, there is a, there is a, we can be playful in it together. You can knock it, I can knock it, we don't. I like the fact that it's not a game, Mm -hmm. because it's really is very without rules and, and there's no formality to it. But somehow across our differences, we recognize there's something fun there's some pleasure. There's a pleasure in the interaction. The interaction is mediated through an object. We could find other forms of pleasure, but that accentuates the pleasure. It's light. It's um, it's also just a you know it's transformable. It, it was meant for something else. But it can be created into this. So it could be any ball, but I like that it's a ball that's just made out of tin foil, and and is and kind of is this place because one of the things alongside thinking with you, you know, about thinking for a long time about violence and, and so on, is also how to hold particularly in, in one's own making, writing and so on, a certain lightness mm. alongside it. Mm. Um, And I do mean triviality, I do mean lightness. Um, I've always been very inspired by Calvino's memo, Mm -hmm. you know, six memos, Mm -hmm. and particularly the one on lightness, Mm -hmm. Um, like how does one in in language or Mm -hmm. in, you know, gathering, Mm -hmm. in in whatever forms Mm -hmm. your your, um, practice takes or your efforts take, how does one hold that? it's like, you know, yeah. a little laughability, yeah. a little leavening, a little yeah. that, and because that is one place that presumably evokes imagine. I mean so it's a place where you think there's some imaginative hope. I't know mm-hmm. what, I don't know what it'll matter. It's not to say that we should play together. Yeah. but it's to say that there's some place where something is loose enough mm-hmm. that it doesn't require a whole lot of exchange to make. Something entirely different, possible, and its um, goals or its parameters are quite loose and open. It, yeah, and the, and the withdrawal is also fine. You know, just yeah. it's there now. It's out of reach. You know, yeah. it game's over. Play's yeah. over. It's all right. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a. It's a really special edition. I feel at this juncture, uh, for two reasons, in terms of, um, you know, where. We've been doing this for 10 years and when you have the longevity of that kind on just actually one really simple idea that let's get together and have a conversation. One can tend to take ourselves or this work sometimes too seriously. Um, So at this point, that offering is very special because we are all, we we try very often to remind ourselves of lightness, Uh, but it's not easy. so, in that sense, just how, how it's time to, to come to. Uh, but the other is also um, that sometimes I feel like if we were purged of our joy and hope and lightness, that's precisely what we're standing up against. Yes. Um, and if we can't hold on to it, then someone is successful on their project. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Because and and in a sense,
1: if if you're fighting for anything, that's what you're fighting for, right? Yeah, Yeah,
0: absolutely. Mm, Yeah, there was a. uh, Sometimes I think of what is one of the favorite projects that I've done, and I had thought of it as the easiest, the most fun, and not such a big deal kind of a project was when. I'd gone out on the streets once and danced to this song called mm-hmm. um, In front of some graffiti that had emerged in the city that said Hindu daughters, beware of love jihad. Uh, and they had come up across the city. And for me, it was like a visceral response. It was ugly. It produced fear in the city. And uh, because I think of the city as truly mine, it's my city. It was not acceptable. And I had to do something about mm-hmm. it. And from the moment of seeing it to saying, but I know how to dance and I want to see this. And it really came from a certain kind of lightness. I went and did it. Um, not realizing that from then on, because it also someone took a video and, and shared it and it sort of became viral. Lots of people had seen it. Uh, I didn't realize from then on, every time someone saw a new graffiti come up that said the same thing, they parallelly thought of the dance. Thought of it or they did it? They thought they... of it. Yeah. So because yes. it had become yes. a media yes. spectacle, yes. you couldn't see the graffiti just as the graffiti. You always thought of the yes. dancing yes. next to it. Yes. Which I realized was, it was way more than I could have ever imagined right. to right. do. Yeah. But there was so much joy in doing that.
1: That's wonderful. Mm. That is really wonderful. Yeah, that's a great story, actually.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I suddenly, I see so clearly what you're saying about lightness, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And somehow institutional infrastructures uh, deny yeah. us that. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. I feel like, you know, that is the... I'm not, you know, I'm not against bureaucracies, you know. Mm-hmm. Kind of, I don't mind them at all because they, you know, they enable all kinds mm-hmm. of things. But... Um, There's a particular way of using them that is absolutely about stifling, like taking the air out of a room. Um, Even in places that are set up ostensibly for open-ended, you know, arts organizations, universities, you know, that are set up in fact for being wild and, you know, yeah. training new minds whatever you, want to, whatever you want to think about it but the um, it's like how do we do it and then let the air out <laughs> so that everyone there is you know, choking with you know. yeah.
0: yeah why do you think that happens why can't institutional infrastructures and that likeness coexist, coexist to each other
1: I don't know and well, I'm actually
0: I don't know. Oh. yeah, it's meaning it shows itself to us everywhere without fail. Also because ultimately institutions are some total of human beings working to work, work working with agreed protocols. So they have the ability to have joy or individual joy, but somehow in a collective form.
1: I mean, do you think it is in path well? One place where I'm maybe trying to think of it is when collectives or groups that have had a more ad hoc structure want to continue for a stretch of time, they're off, they often try to think of what will allow them mm-hmm. that energy beyond themselves. Mm-hmm. Often with very good reason, because, you know, the, the understandings that exist between People, etc. You know, is unspoken and un- understood, and you do. So, wondering if longevity is one one issue, but uh, you know, over and above that, I think that it's about structures that, are to some degree, larger than us mm-hmm. that have penetrated down into university. I, I, I mean, I eat the big isms, mm-hmm. but. Um, but when i think that oh the university has turned into a transaction mm-hmm. of how many students will pay mm-hmm. a fee mm-hmm. students think you know my, i paid a fee mm. serve so me mm. yeah so yeah. the knowledge some also yeah <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh mm-hmm. and that's obviously okay. a, about a structure that's bigger than the university right that yeah. that but is a is a way it's a transactional mm-hmm. um, interaction that's become mm. become how we see yeah. anything you know a function, a functional value instrumentality and, and, and mm. all of that mm. but it, but I do but I, I think it's tied very much to your idea that you know of a failure in imagination that lightness is not only the space that fosters imagination but our inability to find the light Places is also a failure of our imagination, and um, and I think that I don't know. I think protests and anger have used it before to good effect. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, to really powerful, and haven't lost sight. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Song, mm-hmm. song is the you know yeah. song is the kind of the uh, kind of. I feel like, you know, they yeah. managed to use, but I don't see, I don't see that being, I don't see that, certainly not in mm. India, I don't, yeah. no, I, mean, I don't see it here either. Yeah.
2: Um,
1: yeah. I see, you know, energy, anger, I see, you know, in, in good ways, mm. Um, mm. not in, an, not in the institution though, not yeah. in institutions, I mean, I see energy anger on the street in yeah. ways that, I, that feel, um,
0: that feel the need to also subvert the institution, Yes, uh, yes. Uh, but not, not within the infrastructure. And so from actually critiquing the infrastructure on these counts, um, do you, do you have thoughts on how does one build an infrastructure or what could be uh, at the cornerstone of building an infrastructure of likeness? Maybe. Well, some things I
1: think uh, So, you know, you said at the outset that conflictorium, in, in, in a beautiful way, that it arose with the building. So, some of it I, th- I think literal mindedly. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so if conflictorium or, or whatever its futures are. Does it need to get literally dismantled and reconstituted? Like, might we need to think globally? Quite mm-hmm. frankly, in a in an era of climate change, mm-hmm. when some of these things that are around us now are you know are not going to be able to stand—they're yeah. not built to stand. These things. Yeah. Do we need to know? You know, the equivalent of how do I carry something on my back and move? Mm-hmm. How do I? What what might we learn from build? So the idea of building, I think we often are buildings. Are whether you're building an infrastructure, building an institution, building a family, you often think of it in terms of these kinds of buildings. Mm -hmm. But I was like, what if there were other architectures Mm -hmm. that we thought about in terms of building? Building boats, Mm -hmm. building the other things that we build, Uh, and if if those were Mm our models. Mm What would we, what kinds of structural, what kinds of institutional structures mm. might we conceive of? Mm. I don't know what they are, mm. but I feel like part of it might be changing the building block, you know, the mm. blocks yes. you put to create okay. the tower or whatever, whatever. If I was like, oh, but it has to float or, mm. yeah, but I mean, I, mean and I think we have those. Yeah. People have been yeah. doing them. Yeah. Um, People have, but not in a Noah's Ark, yeah. right? Yeah. Not in like yeah. the animals, the animals yeah. two by two. Yeah. And all the, in another museum formation yeah. that is like mm-hmm, release them. So, but yeah. you know something that that might have. A, um, remember years ago, uh, an artist doing this project on uh, kind of carrying her artwork like a you know like a reliquary in her. And I was thinking, okay, you know, that, that was. This, I was just thinking, oh, okay, you are the little mobile yeah. um, museum kind of. of thing. And I'm not saying necessarily those forms, but yeah. but it makes me think: what are yeah. what happens when it becomes uh, so distributed that it's like um, you know uh, capillaries yeah. rather than the tree, or it's mm. like the me- mycorrhizal mm. network rather than. The network of you know, mm. kind of fungi and so on under the ground, and mm. the trees making its connections with trees or whatever, whatever thing. But if we looked to other building models rather than the um, the, t- the tower, yeah. you know, yeah. as a as a kind of principle, yeah. might we find a light? Might we find a lighter form, mm. Mm. Uh, lighter materials? Mm.
0: Uh, which actually brings me to. One part of this conversation that I've had repeatedly is about this assumption that institutions are meant to be perennial, are meant to be permanent, and to be with us forever. And uh, and if they don't do that, then that is their failure. And what we are saying now actually is in direct contestation with that. Does that? Does that idea make you anxious?
1: No, I mean, I, I... No, I actually, I mean, I'm a, i am a believe like, you know, like, sometimes there's a life to a thing Mm -hmm. and that all, and that the lives to the thing take all kinds of durations Mm -hmm. and and forms. Um, Mm -hmm. Just came to this conversation from, Teaching a class where we're looking at insects, mm. and someone brought a um, an atlas. I mean, didn't bring the moth. but mm. brought an image of an atlas moth, which apparently lives roughly two months. Mm. And the two-month period um, is a caterpillar, you know, whatever is a is a larval form, a pupal form, and the and the moth, the caterpillar eats voraciously out of house and home, mm. makes you know gets into the chrysalis, becomes the moth. The moth does nothing, and the moth has no eating um, appendages. The energy is all from its larval mm-hmm. stage, and therefore, I guess the moth is meant to reproduce, mm-hmm. and otherwise tries to minimize its energy expenditure entirely. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. It looks mm-hmm. beautiful. And I'm just thinking, you can do an extraordinary amount in two in two months is I guess what I just thought. I was like, okay, it sort of spun my thinking I just thought you can live out a beautiful energetic existence. Um, in you know in any space of time. And and I, you know, often we don't because we think of durations as all sorts of things. Also if we like something we think it should kind of continue forever, whereas part of the liking is actually in terminating it, you know. Right. you know, like to be tickled a little bit, tickle me too much, then mm. it's not so nice. So it's, you know, like part of the pleasure comes in the termination. Mm. So I, I do think that, I do think that's a nice thing to be thinking. I also think of the pleasure of paper boats, mm. um, you know, which you, know, you think when they you know, put them on the thing and they go away from you, oh, they, you know, it's going into future, but you know, it's, it's a paper boat. It's, mm. And, mm-hmm. but it's going to do a lot at that at that time and it, it will go and it gives you a lot of pleasure and will carry mm-hmm. some things if you like and so on so uh, also those sorts of materials that are that um, permit mm-hmm. that contain in themselves a kind of recyclable possibility mm-hmm. so i also mm-hmm. like that that institutions i mean a, die but they can reform, they can, mm-hmm. um, I mean it would be interesting to think that because there is also a depth mm-hmm. that comes, I mean like you have been doing this for 10 years which doesn't mean I feel like you say violence is done, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Because there's, a, there's an extraordinary repository that is yeah.
0: Yeah, you know, I I feel like I'm am encountering that question very often these days, um, and somewhere I think maybe in the conversation with Amar, I was suggesting that maybe maybe the conflict program should become a garden now. Oh. That's beautiful. It's a hundred-year-old building that it's so difficult to raise the resources to just maintain the building because everybody wants to give you program money. Nobody wants to give yes, you yes, money to take yeah. care of a building. Um, that we should just stop, stop like trying to fix and patch up that building and let it let it fall apart. And maybe the garden will able will be able to speak to different people. And we'll be able to speak in different languages, mm-hmm. which maybe we were incapable of doing all this while. And so, when I shared this idea first, uh, there were, you know someone asked the real question: "What can we do with all our equipment?
1: <laughs> You're going to have to buy some gum and, <laughs> and some hoes and trowels. Sell it to do that." Yeah. 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 yeah, I mean that's a lovely idea, uh, but it, it uh, the letting go is very hard, yeah. I think, and I you know and I don't you know I'm also not just like I don't think everything has to be lit on yeah. fire and let yeah. go. So I think it also bears thinking: what do you what do you, how not just what do you keep? How do you keep? And yeah. how is that keeping? Yeah. Um, um. And how do you allow a certain open, you know, because all keeping is a, is a certain kind of curatorial act, and how do you mm-hmm. let it exceed your mm-hmm. current, you know, inevitably limited yeah. curatorial uh, and historical understanding, right? Let mm-hmm. it
0: exceed you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, now that we're talking about curating, uh, which I feel like also is... Uh, at least in this context feels like a really fraught kind of idea Mm. Uh, also preserving especially in the context of violence what can you preserve uh, should you preserve the violence or what should you preserve after that and so in that way the one conversation I barely had and maybe I'm about to have it for the first time with someone is the museum itself or this kind of nomenclature of the museum that maybe one adopted with some amount of naivety, you know, like saying, oh, we'll do a museum that is not like the museums Mm -hmm. that we have known so simply, actually. And I feel like part of that was even possible because a whole bunch of us who were working on the project were all under 23, 22 years old and uh,
2: No burden
0: of historicity, Mm -hmm. anything like that. It's not the same anymore. It's changed. Um, Do you think it's possible to do that with the idea of the museum? The thing is, you're not
1: just a museum. You're a museum in a country where museums are new. Mm -hmm. So I don't, you know, so yes, of course, a museum has a giant baggage but it's a the, the history of the museum in India is relatively recent mm-hmm. and and very particular mm-hmm. right so the, the one thing that I do see your museum you know compilatorium doing is it's skewering obviously the national heritage mm-hmm. you know that type of structure of yeah. the ASI you know even ASI's yeah. I'm an admirer of ASI yeah. but you know <laughs> but ASI's museum all so, right, but so I do think you. There is a power to that, that I think is is distinctive in countries mm-hmm. like India, which would be very different if we were doing a museum here, uh, and would not the questions would not yeah. be the same at all. That is the use of of the. It's sort of like sometimes the pretend of pretense of weight. Uh, in the sense of an august thing, yeah. but it's actually made of you know, <laughs> yeah. isn't it's part of the joke, right? Yeah. It's part of the likeness of the thing, and um, and also, but gives people who come might come from very vulnerable places a kind of authority because um, they they have been in, in the museum, mm-hmm. right? So I, you know, I so I, I, th- I do see that there there could be things still something fruitful to play, to really pre- play, and that you, you don't need to feel, or I don't think that you are only tied to the Euro-American history of the museum. So that, I mean, that's certainly that's, one. Yeah. The other, which is your idea of the garden. I mean, like, it would be interesting to think, like, gar- a garden as opposed to field or, I don't know. Like, a garden is also another, operation of a collection um, seems to me would raise a whole set of other questions and other concerns and also draw on other completely different histories. So there's a I feel there's there's both the colonial botanical Mm -hmm. garden and then there's the Mughal garden. So I feel like oh then there's a whole set of other things Mm -hmm. to draw on and the fact that in some ways gardens can be museums of Violence another yeah. way it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Violence, right? They, yeah. they, tell, they tell you stories yeah. of. Um, so I think that. So I guess I'm thinking, I don't know that the. I'm sure the museum is. I mean, the museum is a fraught idea, but I don't think it's completely without. Um, use. And strategic. I mean, I'm being really frank. Strategic yeah. use. You know, yeah. in a, in a yeah. Country like India and in a yeah. city like Ahmedabad. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, in you know, in the context of current kind of quite design ugly debates around would be and you know, I mean, I'm just like these you you know, every other day is a sort of jaleoala. You know, the yeah, kinds yeah, yeah. of things that are going yeah, yeah. on. Yeah. It's actually interesting to to play the to, to say that oh. Her- after all, Jallianwala is a heritage of violence. Mm-hmm. I mean, what else to say? It's a topic a yeah, right? Yeah. Um, which was sort of interesting, and now is turned into something terrible. Mm-hmm. So, seems to me one could be quite sharp, mm-hmm. um, yeah. in inserting oneself as if as if into the into the game, right? Yeah. And I mean, that's another place where I think lightness in play and play mm. in you as a as a dancer you know that only too well, right? The as if mm. is a is an extremely fun place yeah. to be, yeah. right, completely. And the, the little distance, and also people can know that you're doing an as if, but they can yeah. take it seriously, right? Yeah. That's what we do in theatre, yeah. You know, yeah. It's as if it, they're playing, and it's, I, but I take it very seriously. I cry, I love you know, yeah. I come out, yeah. so I think that's also an interesting. And maybe there's something new to do mm. if you, you know, if what you've done thus far is a certain mm. kind of um, building and collection mm. and so on. Maybe there's a moment to, now that's acquired a, a certain freight, mm. maybe there's a moment to like shift it to do something in a traditional space but in a completely unexpected way because you already have the imprimatur of of a certain convention yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah
1: are you thinking that the i mean you are obviously however feel that it's the time for that form to end right
0: yeah, yeah in some senses or at least end in that building we are now setting up a conflictorium in raipur oh i see
1: um, why raipur in particular we made
0: an inventory of tier two cities that maybe the contractorium should be in oh. and either one or rather lost <laughs> and therefore um, it's really uh, in terms of its contemporary cultural landscapes mm. is significantly empty. It's a city that's mostly uh, used for transitions only mm-hmm. uh, it became the capital of Chattisgarh overnight mm-hmm. and therefore didn't know who it was as a city mm-hmm. um, and it has a latent experience of conflict lining the city but but no spaces mm-hmm. to talk about it or to fathom what has happened what is happening in the present country
1: yeah, and in a state, I think that has very different
0: issues from yeah, the ground.
1: Yeah, yeah. Interesting way. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Does that mean you moved mm-hmm. right now? I have already. You
0: have moved. already moved. I have moved, and uh, I keep telling people around me that it's only for six months, but it's yeah, easy. I don't yeah, know. See how life yeah. Is. <laughs> yeah, that's
1: yeah. interesting.
2: Okay.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, so. Yeah, and maybe suggesting that it should end in this form, in mm-hmm. Amdabha. In yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. But are there others who, I mean, are who are invested in Yeah, it? yeah. And, but maybe that's okay too, right? Yeah,
0: For, yeah. So this is a lot about how many more people will think about it. Yes. Or will come to think about it, maybe, including, including its audiences. Because... Mm-hmm. Um, I know that in many ways the Conflictorium is um, an important part of some of those people's lives, even as audience. Um, And I remember one evening we were showing a film um, and during the introduction of the film, I had very kind of not thoughtfully said, you know, oh, we'll shut it down and make a garden. And this person who had been coming to the museum, a young 21-year-old boy, over the last four years, had never spoken to me in those four years or I had never had a conversation with him, said, one second, I need to sit down with you and tell you that you cannot say this because my life is, feels like it has years and a voice because I can come here. and you saying this doesn't sit well with me and at that point I suddenly realized that this was, this had moved beyond the purview of my own artistic practice, this is no longer about what I would like to do as an artist, Mm. it's about many many more people. Mm.
1: So people, how do people come, like those who are not participating Mm. or sharing Mm. things? Do they just walk in off the street?
0: Yeah, yeah, basically. Oh. But for example, we we also try and show up in like spaces like newspaper listings, oh. Gujarati newspaper listings. And uh, we're also looking for where will our audiences come from, right? I mean, if we just do Instagram, Facebook, put up posters in cafes, university, schools, which are your usual suspects, um, you only encounter certain audiences, and for that, for us, that is a really important mm. um, a, intentional thing to to work. With. Mm. Where do these flyers go? Um, and yeah, people just walk in. Oh, so they've,
1: they've seen it somewhere and they just yeah. they just
0: come.
1: Yeah. yeah. And Mahna
0: Mansil, is yes. that? Is that a building that's Yeah, up? yeah. So, so that was the second museum, actually, um, that was put together in collaboration with another organization called SAAT, that had worked in an area which mostly had migrant workers or, or mm, people who worked within the informal economy. Uh, and they were turning 30 as an organization that had worked there. So they were turning thirty years old and you know generally civil society organizations want to either do a book or a film when you are thirty and they said, We want to do a museum because this is about Praveen Nagar Gupta Nagar much more than it is about us. So that's when we put together men Manzil, um, over two years of working and having conversation with what is it that they'd like to see. Yeah. So that was my and is it is it a physical space? Yeah, it's a physical space within the colony. Huh. Um, and, yeah, and there was a three-bedroom house within the colony that we kind of converted. So it's a much smaller museum. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, okay. Because I was looking at your website, I just looking
1: at those. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Came across the work of this. Oh. Who well, I do not know? Biret Narayana. Yeah. An incredible uh, art history. Yeah. Yeah. I was
2: looking
1: at the
0: um Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Thank you. That's Thank curious. you very much.
2: <laughs>